Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, On a Saturday! It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts available. It's a beautiful Saturday. Lots to get into. NFL wildcard weekend is underway. The Bills and the Colts are playing right now. What's going on with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans? I'll go into that as well. I have Alfred from the Rap Lab Podcast. He's going to join the show for Phone to Friend. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, NFL, NBA, whatever comes to our mind. And last but not least, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Before I start talking about sports, I really want to talk about the events of January 6th. You know, the riot on the Capitol, the insurrection, the terrorist attack, domestic terrorist attack on the country on January 6th. None of us should be shocked and surprised about the events that happened on Wednesday because it's been four years in the making. Charlottesville, a whole bunch of other things. You've seen riots in the streets, people getting hurt, people getting beat up, people frustrated, lies being spread around the place. The truth has been under siege for years now. This should not be a shock to anybody. What also shouldn't be a shock to anybody is the state of the country. I've heard people say, oh, this is not America. This is not what we stand for. This is not what we're about. I beg to differ. The Civil War happened here. The South wanted to maintain slavery, and they went to war within their own country to keep it. They lost. The Rodney King riots, the L.A. riots happened here. The Tulsa Race Massacre of 1921 happened here. So I don't want to hear somebody tell me This is not America. No, 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 no. This is exactly who America is. And until we all come to grips with that reality, we will never change. A drug addict or a recovering drug addict is never going to say, oh, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I'm not a drinker. He will tell you, yes, I have a problem. I struggle with that every day. And I try to be a better person for it. I try to be a better person every day. It's a struggle. I make mistakes. 
but I'm trying to learn from it every day. So I'm not going to lie to you. It's time for America to do the same thing. Don't hide behind it. Don't say, oh, this is not this is not who we are. We're, We're better than this. No, we're not. Wednesday showed you that. Wednesday showed you that a lie can enrage half the country to make them believe that something was stolen from them. So if people can get so riled up about a lie, how about we start to get honest with ourselves about the truth? The truth of what this nation has done to people since its inception. Let's cut the BS. This is what it is. And until we embrace that history, until people start saying, man, we are effed up country and it's time for us to change. It won't get any better. Years will pass. Things will get, you know, quelled and it'll be under the surface, the underbelly of this country. And then something will spark up again and we'll say, oh, this is not us. Let's tell the truth now. If you want to be a better country, you want to be a better America, start facing reality. That's how we heal. That's how we will come together. By admitting the truth. That's really all I'm going to say about it. Honestly. Moving on into some sports news. The Houston Texans are in a tough situation with Deshaun Watson. Houston Texans hired their new GM and Deshaun Watson is not happy about it. And he wants to get traded. Here's my thing though. Deshaun Watson, you signed the contract. And when you signed that contract, you knew the organization was in a bad spot, but you took the money anyway. So now you're saying that you want to take their money, but you also want to get traded. It doesn't work that way. You are a franchise quarterback. You're one of the top five, top six best quarterbacks in all of football. The Texans are trying to do their best to turn their franchise around. Giving Bill O'Brien the GM duties was a bad idea. Giving him the right to trade DeAndre Hopkins was a bad idea. They're now trying to right that wrong. They're now trying to separate GM from coach. Give them a chance to be able to pull themselves out of the fire. Give them a chance to be able to right this wrong. This feels a little bit like James Harden to me. Is that, you know, the Texans, they're not a bad organization. They've made some bad decisions but they're not a bad organization. You as the great quarterback that you are, you can be able to turn this ship around. There's enough pieces here. There's enough good players here that you guys can be able to, you know, turn this around in a few years. So I I don't want to see you bail. Now, if we're going to talk about possibilities, if this was to happen, where would Deshaun Watson best fit to me? It will be with the New York Jets. The New York Jets have a ton of draft picks. They have a ton of cap space for free agency. They have the ability to be able to turn their situation around quickly. Like quickly. From being one of the worst teams in the NFL to being one of the surprise teams in the NFL. They have the ability to do that. Whether they get Watson or not. But if they do decide to go down that Watson road, 
it's a very good road to go down. You know exactly what you're getting out of him. You know exactly his leadership qualities, his leadership intangibles, his play, everything about Deshaun Watson just screams big time to you. So, hey, if it happens, it happens. My boy Brandon, you know, we had a conversation about this midweek where he was like, listen, you know, what? It, it may go down. And I'm telling him, no, you're not. You don't trade a 25-year-old quarterback. You just don't do that. Well, it just may happen. But if it does happen, I would like for him to go to the Jets. But my particular opinion is that Deshaun Watson does not get traded. You do not want to start off your regime being the guy to trade one of the top young quarterbacks in all of football. You just don't do that. So I think that they find a way to rectify the situation. I think they find a way to mend the fences and move forward. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with my guys from the Rap Lab podcast. On a Saturday, it's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So let's get right to it. Phone a friend. Call him up. 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 Competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated. Yeah. Call him up. 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 Call him up, call him up. Game of the season, don't lie, we're all leaving, yeah. All right, I have Rap Labs podcast crew here. I have Alfred, I have E. I love these two guys, man. You're going to catch them on the Rap Lab podcast. It's a great podcast. They talk about a whole bunch of hip-hop stuff. They are hip-hop savants. They know exactly what they're talking about, but they also know sports as well. So what's up, fellas? How we doing? Good, glad to be here. What up, what up? Doing good, doing good. All right, all right. So, you know, let's just get into it. How did the Rap Lab podcast start, Alfred? I know, you know, Chris is not here, but, um, you know, we could definitely talk about, you know, how the inception of the show began. Um, So it all goes back about 10 years ago. Um, myself and Chris and our, our other brother, Tio, um, we all went to uh, York College together. And we just used to sit in the cafeteria and talk rap. And um, about this time last year, uh, I had an idea like, yo, we talk about this all the time. Maybe somebody else who is not one of us would want to hear this conversation. So we just had the idea to record it. Um, and then recently we just added Eric um, because um, our brother Tio, he, uh, he had like some scheduling issues uh, since he moved away yeah. and we needed a, a, um, somebody to, you know, hold down the third spot on the, on the hosting duties. So, um, and Eric had been on, on the podcast before as a guest several times. So he was like, yo, the chemistry works, it fits, so let's make the man permanent. And uh, that's how Rap Lab came to be in its current form. Yeah, man, listen, you know, I, I, I know E for a long time. We go back to our high school days, man. So, you know, I was really, really happy to hear that, you know, he got put on full time, which was really great. So E, you can definitely talk about that. 
Yeah, man. It, it just was the perfect fit. And, you know, as Alfred said, I was a guest a couple of times and the conversations were it just so fluent, man. It just like flowed so well. And when these guys asked me to be permanent, it was just like, you know, it's like the flying V, man. And I just joined right in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. Like, you know, I, I know you for a while. Like I said, like, you know, you've always been Mr. Hip Hop to me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, right. you know, it, it, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. So, you know, let's go ahead and, and, and go into Wild Card Weekend. What do you guys think about the current game that's going on right now? Bills and Colts. Bills are up 17 to 10 in the third quarter, eight minutes to go. Who do you think has the advantage? Who wins this game? Uh, I would say the Buffalo Bills. Um, if it comes down to crunch time, because I know it's only a one touchdown game, but um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's too many weapons on that Bills team offensively. I don't. I personally don't like the Colts offense. Um, I, I feel like Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and and the running back committee of uh, of Moss and Singletary. You you can't you can't you can't uh, hinder them. Yeah. And and, I, and at this point in his career, I just feel like you can't rely on Philip Rivers and his age to, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, they, they made the playoffs, but I don't think they're making a run. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree, man. What about, what about you, E? I'm going for New York's one and only football team, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> man, they, Stefan Diggs is probably one of the best free agent signings in a long time, man. He came in and he contributed, led the league in receiving yards and receptions. I love their defense. My guy, uh, Sean McDermott there, got everything pretty uh, sound on the defense and the offensive end. The Colts, uh, Philip Rivers' time is just coming up, man. He's a hell of a player, definitely a Hall of Famer, but I just, I just don't see them pulling it out today. By some miracle, if they do, I still don't see them going far, but I got to give this one to the Bills, man. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with you both. Um, you know, I, I always compliment the Bills. I always say that they have the holy trinity of football. They have great owner. They have a good head coach. You got a good quarterback. And when you have that particular trinity, it's very hard for you to lose consistently. And that's what they have. You're going to you expect the Bills to be a really, really dynamic, great organization for the next five or six years. They're going to dominate that, that uh, division. And I can see, you know, I have them going to the Super Bowl. I think that they have a great chance of doing that. My dark horse team is the Steelers. I always talk about the Steelers. But, um, you know, the Bills really, really have everything going. All phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams, they're just sound. They're just very, very sound. Um, going to the next game, we have the Rams and the Seahawks later. Who do you guys have in that game? Oof, that's going to be a real tough defensive game. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the Seahawks only because uh, uh, I know that uh, Cooper Cup um, is like on the fringe because uh, he was just on the COVID list. I don't know if uh, that's really going to come down to affect him, but you know what it is? I, I was a believer in the Rams all year until they lost to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think the Seahawks are going are gonna to take that one. Russell Wilson has been having a phenomenal year. I just don't, I just don't see how he can't beat LA. And then in the regular season, he owned LA anyway. So right. Yeah, I'll piggyback off of that. Um, 
as I said, pretty much the Seahawks have owned the Rams throughout the season. Um, I also don't think that um, Jared Goff may play today. I know yeah, there's Goff uh, is out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't I don't see them getting past the Seahawks. But I must say that um, Jalen Ramsey does do a good job when it comes to guarding DK Metcalf. Great point. So. So that right there, you know, like it may keep it kind of close, but um, the Seahawks to me are just like, they're a great playoff team and they just know how to kick it up a different notch when the playoffs hit. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with both of you. I think that the Seahawks, Seahawks win by default just because the fact that they don't have, you know, the Rams don't have any type of certainty at the quarterback position right now. Like Wofford is going to be the quarterback. We don't know anything about this guy. It may work in his favor because they don't have any tape on him but it can also be a complete disaster because he's just not very good. So the defense will probably have a great chance at containing Russell Wilson because that offensive line is so bad. And also Jalen Ramsey, he locks up DK Metcalf. He makes DK Metcalf look average when DK Metcalf makes everybody else look, you know, beneath him. So that's going to be one of the, the, the key matchups in the game for me. Uh, I don't know how that 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 Seahawks offensive line is going to be able to contain Aaron Donald, though. That's the problem. But Russell Wilson is that good. He's he's just an MVP candidate. He knows how to win. I think the Seahawks do win this game. It's not going to be a blowout, but I think they'll win an ugly game in, in advance. And then the highlight game to, uh, today, I guess, is the uh, the Buccaneers and, and, and uh, excuse me, I'm about to say Redskins, but a uh, Washington football team. What do you guys think about that particular game? Do you think that the Washington football team has a chance to upset the Bucs? I'm going to tell you like this. My heart, my heart is with Alex Smith and the football team. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's such a, it's such a Cinderella's feel-good story. Great story. And, and, and not, to, not to sidetrack, but you have a quarterback here who was at the top of his game, took a nasty hit from, from J.J. Watt and company. Uh, uh, I.E. Joe Theismann. Right. And then you 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 get told that he may never, he may not live, so he may get his leg amputated, so he may never play football again. Right. To your third string, to you're the starter, to you led your team to the playoffs. Like, it's a great story. What a story. So, and then not not to mention, your head coach gets cancer. <laughs> that that too. So, I mean, just just rename just rename the comeback player of the year award the uh, the football team award yeah or the uh, Ron Rivera Alex Smith award but um, <laughs> but even though I, I, I my my heart is with the football team and I want to see them at least get past the wild card round because you know it's a feel good story I don't think they have enough for the Bucks I don't think Alex Smith and Terry McLaurin could do it by themselves um and then look at that look at that um, Buccaneers offense because. In the beginning of the season, everybody everybody automatically had Tampa Bay pegged for the Super Bowl. They were like, "Oh, Brady and Gronk went and joined uh, Godwin and um and, and and Mike Evans. Oh no, that's that 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 Super Bowl." And then they and then they went and got Antonio Brown, who in the last two games for the Buccaneers has one touchdown apiece and is um showing flashes of the old AB. Um, and then also that Tampa Bay's defense is 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 is, is not bad neither. Yeah. So. That um that pass rushing um defensive line they have is pretty good, so Tampa Bay I think Tampa Bay is going to overwhelm them because one thing about the Washington football team, they come from the NFC East or as I like to call them the NFC least, and um 
you can't you can't expect a, a team that was a six and ten to to overpower a juggernaut offense like like the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna agree. What about you, E? What do you think? You know, my heart is with Washington, and um, you know, people tend to forget they lost their starting running back too in the beginning of the season, Darius Geis. And um, they had to pretty much shuffle the cards, and they got a pretty good one with uh, Gibson there. Um, I'm just going to go with Washington just to be different. Ooh, hot take. I like it. <laughs> and, and you know, this is coming from an Eagles fan, a diehard Eagles fan. Right. Um, you know, there's always that one team that just, like, in any playoffs, any sports playoffs, that just makes noise, that just, like, comes out of nowhere. And I feel like um, out of all these teams in the playoffs, that Washington has the potential to have an upset here. Um, I know that uh, Mike Evans is uh, he's questionable tonight. He'll probably go. It's a playoff game. He's dealing with a knee um, issue. Um, and I don't know. I feel like the Buccaneers kind of been kind of shaky all year with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. And they've had like, you know, a, a little bit of um, disagreements on the sidelines and stuff like that. But uh, if anyone's going to pull the upset off, it's going to be Washington. Um, the Bucs do have a lot of firepower, but um if I had to put my money, I'd have to just take the underdog on this one. I'm going to Washington. Yeah, man. Listen, I, I like you guys' points. It, it's it's they're they're great points. I I will agree with both of you, but I think that Bucks will squeak out a win. The front seven for the Washington football team is scary. They have one of the most dynamic front sevens in football. They get after you. They're fast. They sack the quarterback. And the one thing that Tom Brady doesn't like is pressure. If you can be able to put pressure on his old body, <laughs> he will cave. <laughs> he will cave. You know, he can't move around. He couldn't move around at 30, much less 43. So now we're if you can be able to put some pressure on him, uh, make, make him flush out of the pocket a little bit, he becomes a below-average quarterback, and he starts to misfire on some throws. The problem with Washington is that I don't think offensively they're going to be able to score enough points to win. Like if they get into the red zone, are they going to be able to put up sixes? I don't, I don't see that consistently. They'll, they'll end up putting up threes. And if you put up threes against the bucks, you're going to lose. You need to start. You, you need to get into the red zone. You have to score sixes. You got it. You got to put up touchdowns. So if they're able to do that, they have a chance, but I just don't see them doing that consistently in this game. And that's why I think that the bucks squeak out a win. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate that Washington season will, will finish here. But what a season it's been. I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, I hate Washington. I hate Dan Snyder, but I have to respect what this team has done this year. They have made everybody really like, you know, cheer for them because they have such good players on their team. They have such good guys on that team. Ron Rivera is a hell of a coach. Alex Smith is a hell of a guy. They have some young guys. Chase Young is a is a is a young dynamic, great, you know, edge rusher. Great defensive talent. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's like, you know, they have they have some pieces here. Terry McLaurin is a great wide receiver. So they have some things here that you can really say, man, I like this team. I don't like Dan Snyder, but I like this team. So, you know, it's it, kudos to them. Kudos for the run that they've made. And we're gonna see what happens. Uh let's go to the Sunday games now. We got the Ravens versus the Titans. Both teams are 11 and five. Who do you think has the advantage in this game? I'm going to, I'm, I know this, I know everybody's, um, especially after Derrick Henry's 2K season, I know everybody's going to say the Titans and they've been a great team with Tannehill, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, but I think the Ravens are going to upset them. There's a keynote 
they've played over the last five times that those two teams have played each other. The road team has always won. Wow. And I think I think that uh, I think that's gonna be the factor here. Also, um, Lamar Jackson and company they started the season off slow. They didn't even look like a playoff team um, um, back about around week six, seven, and eight. Yeah, um, I think I, I, I think that that Monday night football win against the Cleveland Browns turned their season around, and um, they 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 just had momentum. Not to mention, um, I know I know a lot of a lot of people will knock me for saying this, but I think Lamar Jackson's gonna bold prediction. I think he's gonna get three hundred yards and at least two TDs. Um, I know that's rough because um, you know Baltimore's not known for their pass offense, but I'm I'm gonna expect things out of Hollywood Brown, man. When when was the last time we saw Lamar Jackson pass for two hundred yards? <laughs> it's been rough, but you know the playoffs, the playoffs, the playoffs is a different animal. Yeah, yeah. What about you? you what do you think? Man, uh, this one is a toss up. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson wasn't the Lamar Jackson about a couple years ago this year. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry definitely stood out. The Titans do have pretty much um a track record of not pulling it off in the playoffs. You can go either or here. Uh. I am going to have to go Titans, though. I um, Tannehill, man, he's just showed so much, man. After being let go from the Dolphins, he just came to the Titans, and he just showed who he really was, man. I got to go with them. I just think that uh, the Ravens got to go back to the drawing board. And also, the Titans um, are pretty healthy tonight. No scratches or anything. Nobody's questionable or anything like that. Yeah, man, listen, I, 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 agree. I agree with you, E. I think the Titans – are going to pull this win out. The thing with me is that I've never, I've never truly been a uh, a Lamar Jackson fan because I I love the fact that he's a super athlete, but I need him to start being a better quarterback. I need him to start reading defenses a little better. I need him to start making the consistent throws that I know he can make because he has the arm strength. I don't want him to tuck the ball every time just because he. He sees somebody moving over a defensive slide, you know, a defensive back sliding down, or he needs to learn how to see defenses, how to read defenses, how to get through his progressions and deliver the football. So, you know, what Alfred is saying, I hope I can see that today. I hope he throws for 300 yards because I want to see him do that. I want to see him lead this team the way I think that he can, but will he? I, I don't think so. I think that the Titans, the way that they play, is that they are very comfortable playing from behind and in front. They can be able to, to control the game. If they, if they run the ball and, you know, Henry got it going, they can be able to dominate the game. They can control the, 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 the time of possession and the Ravens won't really have a shot. If they're behind, I think that the Ravens will be susceptible to giving up a big lead. If they're up 10, if they're up 15, their offense, I don't think, can be able to sustain that. And I think that they'll be able to let the Titans back in the game because we've seen the Titans be down and come back in the game running the football. That's not common. You know, normally you have to air it out. They can run the football and get back into the game because, you know, Derrick Henry can break a 50 order. He can break a 60 order. Like, I, I haven't seen a guy this size have that type of breakaway power, breakaway speed since uh, – who? Jamal Lewis, maybe, maybe Jamal Anderson. Like I, I mm. haven't really seen guys like that. They're not built like that anymore. He's an old school running back. 
You know, he's built like Eric Dickerson. He's built like these guys that can be able to get two yards, get three yards, get four yards, and then all of a sudden he's he's down the field for a 65-yarder. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I hope that we get a good game, but I think I'll have the Titans winning, definitely. Uh, the next game we have – what is the next game that we have on the list here? Bears and Saints. I think this is one of the games where everybody's kind of going to be on the same the same agreements. Like, I don't see the Bears pulling out a win, but what do you guys think? Nah, the Bears can't win that game. At least not in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, like, I, I, the fact that they're even in the playoffs surprised me. Yeah. But, I mean, the Saints – now, the only question with the Saints, their running back situation, because I know all their running backs uh, uh, were in close contact with Kamara when he got put on the COVID-19 list. And um, But other than that, I mean, the Saints have weapons. You got Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders had a – I think he had like a, a semi-career revival this year. Yeah. Um, you look, I mean, and you know they're going to use Taysom Hill in some type of trick play. Like Taysom Hill, like that guy's a quarterback, a tight end, a wide receiver, a running back all in one <laughs> in one body. So – I mean, Drew and then Drew Brees is is, is that he came back from the injury. He's 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 look he looks like he's at the top of his game. Right. I, I, like like this is more like a tune up game for the Saints more than anything. I, I have no faith in the Bears. I have no faith in Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Like it, it's just the fact that the fact that the words playoffs and Mitchell Trubisky are in the same sentence is just beyond me right now. But <laughs> I, I I have no faith in in Chicago whatsoever. What about you, E? Yeah, the only thing that's going to beat the Saints is uh, COVID. That's the only <laughs> the only thing that could uh, help the Bears out tonight or tomorrow, rather. Um, the Bears are just – I don't I don't believe in them, man. I mean, Montgomery kind of picked it up towards the end of the season, but I just don't believe them, man, and their defense isn't what it was like a year ago. Uh, the Saints, I'm not a big fan of, like they're, – they're a pretty cocky team to me. They've always kind of been – um, but realistically, I, I just see them just blowing them out. It, it's just going to be one of those games where you just like, just order the pizza in the fourth quarter for the next game. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is, this is one of those games where it, it's really going to be a beating. Uh, you, you'll be able to see the Saints really run the ball dominantly. They, they may end up running for 250 today. And Michael Thomas, you know, he's been out for a while. Look to, look to see Drew Brees get him back in rhythm look to see him go to Michael Thomas a lot and pick apart that that Bears secondary you know the Bears the Bears defense they're pretty good they're decent but that offense man that offense is dreadful that offense is dreadful so I, I don't know what they're going to be able to do with that um they're, they're not going to be able to do anything obviously in this game Mr. Trubisky is who he is he's an average quarterback average to below average quarterback David Montgomery is a decent running back but you know, they, they don't have much weapons and they're not going to be able to, to, to keep pace with the Saints. So this is going to be definitely a blowout. And um, yeah, we got the Saints moving on. Now, next game we have is going to be the Browns and Steelers. I like this game. I think this is going to be one of the best, one of the best games for this weekend. Um, what do you guys think? Who, who wins this game? Uh, I have uh, the Browns. And um, I know certain people may, especially... Um, diehard Giants fans who like Odell Beckham are going to criticize the heck out of me for saying what I'm about to say. But ever since Odell Beckham went down with that torn ACL early in the season, 
the uh, it's like I, I equate that to like a, a cancer patient who uh, beat the cancer. Yeah. Um, yeah. The team the team has become so much better, so much better. Um, mm. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, obviously, uh, he developed that chemistry with Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, after the um, after the Odell Beckham injury, when he got more looks, he started looking like the Jarvis Landry from the Miami Dolphins right. days. Definitely. Um, you got a great running back tandem with Chubb and Hunt. It's very rare to have two thousand yard rushers on the same team. So I think that that's going to be a, um, a a deciding factor in in the ball game. And then also Pittsburgh, um, after starting eleven and zero, like I didn't I didn't realistically expect them to go the full sixteen and zero, but I, I had them pegged for maybe you know two losses. But you know the losses that they did have, they were back to back. The team just looked out of rhythm, out of sync. Juju Smith Schuster is too busy dancing on TikTok. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's age started to show, like, and 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 James Conner, who what was it three years ago was like the 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 new surprise of the NFL amongst elite running backs all of a sudden injury prone no longer the same splitting carries with Benny Snell so I think uh I think the Browns even though even though the Steelers won that division I think the Browns this is the Browns game to 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 win and uh and also um if Miles Garrett could uh put pressure on Ben I think he'll I think he'll razzle the old man <laughs> what do you think E yeah, I got to go with the Browns. I feel like this is the end for Ben Roethlisberger. They better go ahead and draft Justin Fields or somebody who falls to them or trade up for a quarterback. Ben always moles with retirement every single year. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, he just he, he's too cocky for me is another one, man. He, that whole dancing thing, and, and um, <clears throat> he got hit the other week for doing that, and I was kind of glad that he got hit for doing that. Um, Maybe this game, Miles Garrett takes his helmet off and hits him too with it. We'll see. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but um, yeah, Miles Garrett, man, I just want to speak on him, man. He's super, super, super underrated, man. And like, you know, 14 sacks in the past 12 games. You know, he he's a beast, man. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get talked about enough, like on media and stuff like that. I know Cleveland is um, you know, a small town team and stuff, but um, gotta watch out for the Browns, man. I think they're gonna make some noise. And they're gonna be um, contending in that division for for years now. Baker Mayfield was just tired of uh, well, Baker Mayfield's wife was tired of Stephen A. Smith getting on him every first take and everything, and she had something to say about it. And and he's he's been playing lights out since. So um, I see the Browns doing it today, man, and just uh, kind of dethroning the Steelers in that division. Yeah, definitely, man. I I agree. You know, with your with your Miles Garrett point, E. But I don't agree with you guys that the Browns are gonna win this game. I got the Steelers winning this game. I got it winning. It's going to be a dirty game. It's going to be an ugly game. But I believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Call me crazy. I've been riding the Steelers train all season. I'm not going to get off now. I'm not going to get off now. I got to keep going. I have to keep going. I think that defensively, they have enough to be able to win this game. If they can find a semblance of a running game, if they can even get 70 yards out of Connor today, and have a, you know, a total running attack of maybe they get over 120 yards as a team. I think they have a chance. I really think I, that, they, that they have a chance doing that. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, he's still, you know, a, a comeback player, you know, ca- candidate for me. Uh, he had a, you know, he had a good game, good couple games to end the season. So hopefully he's, he's worked out the kinks. Juju has played better 
ever since that incident with the, uh, you know, that he got his ass kicked that, that, uh, that, that Monday night. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I do think the Steelers have enough to win this game. And like I said, call me crazy. They are just built for the playoffs. The playoffs are, it's, 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 it's a trench game. It's a, it's a ground and pound. It's a grind out game. You know, there's not much blowouts in the playoffs like that. They have a team that can be able to survive that. I think that's probably the only team, in my opinion, that can be able to go neck and neck with the Bills and possibly, possibly upset the Bills. I like the Chiefs, but I just don't think the Chiefs are going to get to the Super Bowl this year. So that brings me to my next question for you guys. Who are your Super Bowl picks for both the AFC and the NFC? Oh, man. Uh, I honestly, um, I've got Buffalo Green Bay. I, that's what I got, too. That's what I got, too. I got uh, Kansas City and Green Bay. <laughs> oh, you got you got Rodgers versus Mahomes? Yeah, a lot of firepower, man. But I got Green Bay winning it. Okay, yeah, me too. I think I think Green Bay, I think it's their year, man. I think Aaron Rodgers just looks, he looks possessed this year. He looks like he's trying to prove to everybody that he's still Aaron Rodgers. You know, he had a down year last year. Everybody was, you know, kind of writing his obituary too early to the point where even the yeah. organization wrote him, wrote his obituary in drafting Jordan Love. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's a good thing to see that, you know, he can be able to bounce back and come back from that and have a great season. He's my MVP this year, hands down. There's not been a better quarterback this year. So, you know, I think he culminates the season with an MVP as well as a Super Bowl MVP. Don't don't forget his infamous quote, a down year for me is a career year for other quarterbacks. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Now, now, Mr. Rev Barber, Mr. E, we're going to talk about your uh, your soap opera of a team there, the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you yeah. think happens with the Philadelphia Eagles I you know me personally I don't understand why they they would think that going to Jalen Hurts was a good idea Carson Wentz is not a bad quarterback he's never been a bad quarterback he's just had a terrible offensive line terrible weapons over the last couple years so the fact that they went this way I don't think that they can be able to repair this relationship what do what are your thoughts on that yeah when they drafted um Jalen Hurts I kind of knew it was the end for Carson Wentz like when they first did that, I was like, okay, they're doing it because he's injury prone. Like they want like an insurance policy, but um, I was with benching Carson Wentz, but I was with benching him for a game, you know, a la uh, Donovan McNabb. Um, they they benched him one time for a game, and he came back and he came back firing. So I thought it was gonna be like pretty much the same situation, but when they kept him there, I was like, yeah, this is it, man. This marriage is over, and you know they just gave him a. Uh, a lot of money, man. So I'm like, how are they going to pull this off? But, you know, a lot of um, my fellow Eagle fans, they're torn about Howie Roseman. But I'll say one thing about him. He gets it done, like with trades and free agents. And, you know, he puts the money where his mouth is. So um, I'm trusting in Howie that he does something. He makes something happen. I would love to see us trade uh, straight up for Stefan Gilmore and maybe get a third round pick from them. Because I know the Patriots are going to be looking for a quarterback. Everyone is, um, you know, saying the Colts because, you know, his ties with Frank Reich and everything like that. But I have him going to the Patriots. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, next year is going to be a bit tricky, too, because, you know, we have um, a lot of people coming back from injury, like our offensive line and stuff. 
and you know there's no cohesion and you know we set the record this year for um having the most rotations of offensive line so I'm hoping next year that we could get it together with Brandon Brooks and Andre Dillard and you know these guys get some kind of chemistry and and contend and you know a lot of people always you know this our division because I know you know you're a Cowboys fan and stuff yeah but you know we always bang out anytime we play against each other why do you think that we're always the primetime game right you know, we're such a bad division you know they wouldn't put us nowhere near yeah. Monday nights or Sunday nights or Thursday nights you know so you know they I just want to stick up for our division you know as much as I don't like y'all or the Giants or Washington <laughs> I gotta say man we bang out man and yeah you know people tend to forget it was us and it was the Giants that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl That's Ain't right. nobody other no other division can can hold that standard to us so That's true, they can man. call us whatever they want but we out here that's true. That's true. What about you, Alfred? What, what, what do you think about the Philadelphia Eagles situation? Well, it, it came out in the media a couple of days ago that um, Doug Peterson believes that um, his relationship with Carson Wentz can be repaired. Um, but Carson Wentz, according to sources close to him, say that the, the, the relationship is fractured beyond repair. Yeah. Um, nine times out of ten, when you get the, the face of a franchise or a star player um, who wants out of town, um, but they usually get their way. Um, the guy, the guy specifically said, if he's not the starter, he does not want to play on the team. I do, I do see him staying there only because if they cut him, which they, which would be crazy, they owe him like uh, somewhere in the house of fifty-five million dollars, which is just absurd to just give yeah. away that money for nothing. A lot of cash. Um, my only thing is. Who's going to take on that big contract? I mean, you look at certain teams that are going to need a quarterback. There are question marks around the Colts because, you know, Phillip Rivers is old. Um, I've been hearing things about Jacksonville, but if they're going to pick Trevor Lawrence, then how does that work? Because you don't draft you don't draft somebody like Trevor Lawrence to have him sit behind Carson Wentz. Um, so, yeah, he, he, there's, there's a bunch of places that he can go, but it's just who's going to want to take that contract. And then as talented as Carson Wentz is, his attitude has not been great in the uh, in the grand scheme of things in the last couple of years. Um, also, the injury injury prone is what you got to watch out for, too, because the year that they did win the Super Bowl, it was Nick Foles and not him who um, who, who beat Tom Brady. So those are all things to, to factor in. I mean, this situation could go either way, but um, I think ultimately they um, – they, they find a home for him because if you look the last couple of years in the NFL, you know, I mean, Brady's situation was different. He was a free agent. He could have went wherever he pleased. Antonio Brown wanted off of the Steelers. He got off. He wanted out of the Raiders. He got off. So, you know, we're, we're, we're not talking, we're not talking about like Gardner Minshew wanting out of Jacksonville. This is Carson Wentz we're talking about. Exactly. So, I mean, what can you do if you have a player that's not willing to play for your organization? You got to get rid of him. So, I don't, unless, and, and then also it's going to be hard for Doug Peterson to backtrack because look what you did. You, you benched Wentz. He was a healthy scratch in the last game of the year. Um, who knows? Like it remains to be seen. If, I, I doubt they'll take a quarterback since they took Hertz in the draft um, this year. So, but even still, like, like Eric said, you didn't just bench the man for one game. You, you basically rode Jalen Hurts the rest of the season. And it didn't help Carson Wentz that Jalen Hurts looked good either. Right. So from a coaching standpoint, it's like, well, who do I play? So I don't know. I, I don't I don't see Wentz in a in an Eagles uniform uh, much at all. Yeah, I, I I agree with you guys, man. It's unfortunate. I, I just think that Carson Wentz 
the thing with Carson Wentz with me, where I've been very critical about him over the years is that his leadership qualities are not that great. He's a great talent, but he dev- he never really learned to be a real leader. Like I think that Nick Foles, the you know the 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 shadow of Nick Foles still looms very big in that Eagles locker room. I think got the statue outside. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, when people look back at that season, they remember all the great games that Nick Foles had in the playoffs, and then he had the epic Super Bowl game where he was the MVP. But what gets forgotten is how great Carson Wentz was for the first 13 games of that season. And he was actually on pace to win the MVP that year. He was really, really good. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate that this is where we are, but I really think that Doug Peterson made his bed. He got to sit in it. You can't go back to you can't go back to Carson Wentz now. You got to make sure that you go full on with Jalen with Jalen Hurts. You got to make sure that you develop that kid because the one thing about Jalen Hurts is that he's never been an accurate quarterback his entire life. He's a great athlete, but he's not an accurate throw of the football. The only reason why we saw him have such a great season with Oklahoma is because it's Oklahoma. Who's the who's the who's the coach over there? Lincoln Riley's the coach over there. He made he made um you know Baker Mayfield look great. He made Jalen Hurts look great. Lincoln Riley was 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 a guy that protected Jalen Hurts and you know catered to his strengths. That's exactly what he did. In the NFL, that's not what happens in the NFL. You get exposed for your weaknesses in the NFL. So he has to improve and improve drastically for the Eagles to even have a shot next year. For Carson Wentz, I really think that Frank Reich is going to be calling the Eagles. He's probably calling them right now saying, what do you want for him? We'll give him to, we'll give it to you, hand him over. Because if you don't appreciate this guy, I'm going to appreciate this guy because let's all, I think people kind of fail to, to, to remember this, right, E? Who was the offensive coordinator that year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Frank Reich. Who was the offensive coordinator that led Carson Wentz to possibly an MVP season if he didn't get hurt? It was Frank Reich. So if Frank Reich can be able to get Carson Wentz, he knows exactly what the quarterback can do. That's a great offensive line over there. They have a running game. They have uh, good wide receivers. They got Michael Pittman. They still have Ty, you know, T.Y. Hilton. They have a team ready for Carson Wentz. If they get a Carson Wentz for next season, the Colts can possibly be a Super Bowl contender right away. So if Frank Reich is realizing this, they have to strike and get him quickly because, you know, um, Phillip Rivers is coming off the books. You have Jacoby Brissett coming off the books. They have like $40 million worth of quarterback salary coming off their books. That team is primed for Carson Wentz to just drop right in there and lead them to where they need to be. So, you know, I'm curious to see what, what happens with that. But I, if I'm Carson Wentz, I don't want to repair this relationship. I want to leave on amicable terms, but I, I want to move on and, and continue my career somewhere else. Um, what do you guys think of the Deshaun Watson situation? I am, I am really torn with this because I don't believe that a quarterback at 25 years old, one of, uh, you know, a top five quarterback in the league, is going to get is going to get traded. I it, this is not the NBA. This is you know when you talk about the NFL and quarterbacks, 
you when you're a franchise guy, you're a franchise guy. You don't get moved around. So I can't see Houston actually listening to any serious offers for for Deshaun Watson. What do you guys think? Well, from a fan's perspective, and to go on what you said about um, you know, the face of a franchise not being moved, one of the most lopsided boneheaded trades in recent history is D Hop going to the Cardinals. Yes. And the Texans, I thought, were crazy. I'm like, you're the, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was a top, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, top three wide receiver in football today. And you traded him for broke down David Johnson. <laughs> and like, no, no, no disrespect to David Johnson. I mean, he's not the David Johnson from 2015, 2016. So the trade didn't make sense. And why? Because the head coach had a beef with the player? Like, no, you don't do that. So, I mean, and the Texans organization okayed that. So if they could okay that, then I, 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 don't, I don't see them having a problem moving Watson for, for almost nothing. So right. if they were to trade him, given that franchise's recent history, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And then uh, that'll probably lead to another J.J. Watt speech about uh, <laughs> about guys getting uh, paid to play a game and not living up to the hype. So, but if they if they trade him, that's a a, a, a real bad mistake. But as a as a lowly Jets fan, uh, I will take Deshaun Watson if uh, if uh, if he is made available and the Jets can put something together for him. Oh, we'll we'll get to the Jets soon. We'll get to the Jets soon, Alfred. <laughs> what about you? What do you think? Y'all stole it from me. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They're going to trade their pick for Deshaun Watson. They're going to trade a ton of picks for Deshaun Watson because Houston knows they got the D-Hop situation wrong. So they're going to make up for it and get um, a slew of picks. And they're going to have – I mean, we said it earlier in our show that, you know, when you're a star quarterback, you most of the time you get your way whenever you want to be traded. So I, I see him out of there, and I see him going to the Jets. I feel like the Jets make the most sense. You know, they have the second pick. They botched it because they could have got Trevor Lawrence. Um, they may throw in Sam Darnold to the Texans. In order they can to have get Watson. <laughs> a lot of Yeah, a lot of Jets fans definitely will agree. Um, the, the Sean Watson men has just been getting pretty much the shit under the stick over there, man. I feel bad for him, especially when they let go of D-Hop. I'm like, you know, what are you guys doing? And he still had a pretty decent year. But it, it makes the most sense that he goes to the Jets. I, I see him out of there. Listen, man, I, I'm not going to disagree with you guys on, on certain points. But here's my thing. You know, Deshaun Watson allegedly, you know, reports say that he wasn't happy with not being in the conversation or not being aware of who they're, who they're bringing in as a GM. Okay. But if we're looking at it from the Texans point of view, they just, they gave Bill O'Brien all of this power. He was the head coach. He was also the GM. Bill O'Brien made mistake after mistake, after mistake, after mistake. So they figured let's go ahead and separate coach from GM. Now let, let, let us get a smart guy and have this smart guy be able to, you know, hire a good coach now who's to say that the texans hiring nick nasario um they're gonna say hey deshaun watson who do you think is a good candidate for head coach like just because they hired this this guy doesn't mean that they're not gonna keep deshaun watson in the loop for for a head coach a head coach is really important you know that's 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 key for your football team so 
okay, he wasn't he wasn't into the, the, the GM talks. Cool. But they're trying to fix things now. Like, what's doesn't he kind of like need to give them a chance to figure it out? You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe they're trying to get things done the right way now. They've they've admitted that they've made mistakes. If an organization can can admit that they've made mistakes, that's actually a good thing because a lot of these organizations don't do that. I can tell you that as a Cowboys fan. Jerry Jones doesn't admit mistakes. And this is why we're in the situations that we're in. If an organization can be able to admit that they did wrong and they're trying to fix it, I think that that's a good step in the right direction. I just feel that for me, Deshaun Watson is behaving a little bit like James Harden, just a little bit. You're not, okay, nobody told you about the GM, I want out. Like, come on, you signed the contract. You knew that this was a, 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 a bad situation prior to you signing the big deal. So you took the money, but now you want to get out. I don't understand that. He could have literally said, listen, we can talk negotiation, but I want to hit free agency. I'll give you guys a chance to, to match whatever offer we can negotiate there. I'm going to hit the market. If you really were that unhappy with the organization, you, you guys you guys get, get my point with that? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and- and also, I just like to throw in there. I've personally never be- become a fan of players who who wanted front office involvement. Like, right? You sign you you sign the contract to be on the court, to be on the field, not to you know be informed of personnel decisions or exactly. be, be made aware that your your best friend who's at the end of the bench is about to get traded. Exactly. But, that that's exactly how I feel as well. Like you're the franchise guy. If they want to keep you in the loop in regards to you know, front office personnel who they're hiring, then they can do that. But it's not a necessary, it's not a necessity for me. You know what I mean? Like they gave you the bag. They are there. They gave you the money because they know that you're their guy. So at the end of the day, what more do you want? You know what I'm saying? So that's my, that's my thing. But if they're going to trade him, the jets are definitely a great destination for him. Uh, You know, they would have to give up a ton I say that they would have to give up at least four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. But if you give that up, you know exactly what you're getting. It's not like, you know, if Jacksonville, you, you, if you're if you're having the number one pick, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback, but that's four or five years down the road that he's going to be elite, right? We don't know that. Deshaun Watson is elite now. So any team that wants to get him, you know exactly what you're getting. You're getting the leading passer in the NFL. You're getting a 25-year-old quarterback that, you know, you have Pat Mahomes, you have Deshaun Watson in regards to young talent. They, those are the two best young uh, quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, if the Jets are smart, they will go after Deshaun Watson. I, I, I like that idea. But also, too, if the Jets don't go after Deshaun Watson, I think that they're fine. I am, I am in the minority to, to say that I don't think that the Jets need to get rid of Sam Darnold. I really don't. I think that Sam Darnold has gotten a bad rap since he's gotten here. Bad offense, bad head coaches, bad offensive line. If you are able to shore up that offensive line, if you're able to get him a Chris Godwin or a Kenny Galladay in free agency, if you're able to sign back a, uh, a, a mate to a big contract, if you're able to put some pieces together on that defense, you have a decent team next year especially if you pick the right head coach. If you bring in a guy like Brian Dable from the, from the Bills, 
That's a good team. Sam Donald is 23 years old. I don't think that you should be able to give up on a 23-year-old that when he hasn't shown you his full potential yet because he hasn't had a lot of great weapons. So that, that, that's, that's the way I see it with the Jets. I think the Jets, the Jets are in one of the best positions that they've ever been in as an organization. There's, a, there's so many different ways that they can go, and all situations point in the positive direction. What do you think about that, Alfred? Well, as a diehard Jet fan, as much as I have despised the team this year and, you know, I've been unimpressed with, uh, with Darnold's play this season and even last season when he, when he caught the mono, even yeah. though they, they had a real strong finish, um, I'm going to give Darnold one more chance because, like you said, it's not fair to judge a, a, a young quarterback when, since he's come into the league, he's had a poor offensive line, uh, bad play calling from a horrible coach who should have never got hired in the first place. Exactly. And, 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 and virtually no weapons. I mean, some people will be like, oh, well, last year he had Robbie Anderson and you saw what he did in Carolina. Yeah, but, you know, again, play calling hindered that. Some people will argue, well, he had Le'Veon Bell, but Jason Bell didn't, didn't really get along. And that translated, that translated in, into the, the lack of production on the field. I mean, when you're no, not, not a knock on Jamison Crowder, but when you're, when your two best offensive weapons are Jamison Crowder and Frank Gore in 2020, that, 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 that leaves a lot to be desired. Right. Um, but if they did trade Darnold, I wouldn't, if they could get something good for him, like I, I don't expect, I'm going to be very honest. And I know a lot of, a lot of fans are, are for, of bad teams every year. They'd be like, well, this is our year. This is our year. I'd be very honest with you. I don't see the Jets even being a, a fringe playoff team for at least like the next three to four years. Right. But but um, it's good to get these guys their reps now. Um, but yeah, the Jets, they, they, they need a lot of help. I think defensively they'll be okay. But in football, I mean, de- defense is all good if you can stop the other team from scoring. But you also got to be able to put points on the board. Yeah. And um, with those, again, with what their offense – I mean, Frank Gore is probably done after this year, Hall of Famer, but with no running back, and it remains to be seen who they're going to get. Then you have a, a Perriman and and Crowder. I think Denzel Mims is going to end up being a stud yeah. one day. Yeah. Just just my opinion. And then um, and then you've got a quiet you've got a quiet tight end and Chris Herndon who who hasn't had a, a good season in, in in a couple of years. I mean, that offense needs a lot of work, and I think like the lesser New York teams. And when I say the lesser New York teams, I'm, I mean, like, you know, the Knicks, the the Jets, the teams that have a, a long history of, of losing lately, free yeah. agents, not going to free agents are not going to want to come here and play, play for us. Right. So I think, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because you're not going to be able to, unless you like happen to get lucky and like draft a bunch of draft, a bunch of kids who are ready to go in the NFL right now, which is very unlikely or you, you get lucky through a trade or, you know, some miracle of God brings a big name free agent here. I don't think the Jets are uh, turning around anytime soon. Yeah. I think they improve on two wins, but they're not going to the playoffs. Yeah, man. I, I, I definitely agree with you guys, man. It's um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think the Jets are that far off. Alfred, you know what I'm saying? I think that they're close. I think that they're close because I like Joe Douglas. I think Joe Douglas is a, is a pretty decent GM. Uh, I trust him that he's going to make the right decision as hiring the best head coach. 
I would love to see, you know, Brian Dable come in there. I would like, I would like an Eric Bieniemy. I would like somebody like that. So, um, you I'm, know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb. And uh, if I were, if I were, if I were the Johnsons, and I'm looking for a head coach, I would, uh, I would give Jim Caldwell a call. Ooh. That's just me, <laughs> because Jim, Jim Caldwell, Jim Caldwell, um, should have never got fired from Detroit. I, I feel like Matt, Matt Patricia was the biggest con man in in head coaching history. Oh yeah, and uh, he he sold himself well, and obviously he didn't do that good of a job. But if I'm if I'm the Johnsons, I'm calling I'm calling Jim Caldwell. That's the guy that I. Uh, He's a veteran coach. He has experience. And um, I would like to see him man the Jets, if not him, Marvin Lewis. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that, man. I, I like I like that. I like that pick. Uh, I think Matt Patricia, like you said, is one of the biggest <laughs> he's one of the biggest frauds in uh, NFL history in regards to being a head coach. But a lot of guys, you know, these coordinators, they they are great coordinators. They don't end up being great head coaches. And, you know, this this will be a learning experience for him. Maybe he can learn from it and come back. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Now, you know, just the, well, what do you guys think about the, you know, we'll talk a little NBA. What, what do you think of the Kyrie Irving situation? Uh, well, first off, the, the team is, is going to suffer only because, you know, Durant is out right now because of uh, COVID protocol. And um, Kyrie Irving, he's just a, He's just a weird dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he he he's the same guy who who says that uh, you know, the earth is flat and all types of ridiculous things on Christmas Day post game interview he's talking talk about uh I don't celebrate the holidays and like he just but 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 for him to not want to play because of the riot on Capitol Hill. Like, yeah, that's a that's a unfortunate, you know, it was an unfortunate day in American history. I get that. But at the end of the day, you signed the contract to play basketball. And I think that, you know, if the team has a game and you're not injured or it's not like a crazy, because I know the report said personal reasons. Yeah. But if it's not like a, you know, the death of a family member, you know, your, your wife gave birth to a child and you should have no personal reason to miss the game. So... I don't know. I, I, and a lot of people will say, oh, well, the NBA canceled the games in the bubble because of the Jacob Blake situation. But that was a totally different thing. Right. Like you, you, you can't compare the players not wanting to play because somebody who looks like them and comes from where they come from and is from the same walk of life got, got, got abused by the police. Like that's a t completely different thing than, right. you know, pe people who were mad that, the, that their president didn't get reelected storming a building. Yeah. Like, so for him to not want to play, it kind of makes me um, scratch my head a little bit because, A, even if you're trying to be a social activist, what cause are you standing up for? Um, B, I understand that's your star point guard, but the organization is giving him too much power. And then from my understanding, especially because I did watch the Nets game last night, um, they said that Steve Nash couldn't get in contact with him, the front office couldn't get in contact with him, but somebody close to them reached out to the Nets and said he was okay. And I'm just like, at least have some type of respect for the organization. If the coach calls you, pick up the phone. Yeah. And then, you know, especially because, you know, Kyrie is not going to get disciplined over this. I, I heavily doubt it. Like, you know, and he and Steve Nash have somewhat of a good relationship. So 
if the coach calls you, pick up the phone. If the GM calls you, pick up the phone. Because there have been instances in sports, the GM calls a player, like, um, and and it's a scary situation. Like, not not to not to delve into baseball, but you know, when um when 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 Brody Van Wagenen couldn't reach Joanna Cespedes on the day of a game, everybody thought something happened. Exactly. Right. Right. Although that led to Cespedes being booted off the team, which I was very happy about, but we'll get yeah, me to that. Me too. <laughs> but um, but you know, and, and especially in this day and age where we have a lot of crazy people going on in the world, America is not really the safest place to be, and and you you pull that type of thing, like you know, it, it's just a, it's just a bad look to you know go MIA and not, you know, not not have uh not have any contact, so. Yeah, uh, like I, I feel like again, you signed the contract to play basketball. If it's not a league, if it's not a league-wide thing, then you know, do your job and you know, because like I, I personally can't say, well, you know, I'm mad about what happened at Capitol Hill. I'm not going to work. I'd have no job. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What about you, E? Man, Ky- Kyrie Irving, I've never seen anything like that. He just decided not to show up to work. Like, are you kidding me? If, if I did that in previous employment, like they would fire me. They would. I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I know, you know, I know this. You know, it's different. It's the NBA guys are making millions of dollars, but dude, are you serious, bro? Like, you can't even call like your boss. You call your, I mean, calling your teammates. You know, you want to save face and stuff, but like, you gotta, you just gotta call your boss, man. You gotta call somebody up top and just let them know. I mean. Maybe just have a conversation. I don't know if he, you know, was, um, you know, touched by these social issues. And, you know, I respect it. I get it. But have a conversation, you know, like if it's something that, you know, you needed to talk about with somebody, you know, just have that conversation with somebody up top. You owe it to them. They're paying you all this money. You know, these guys got you here. They got Kevin Durant here. They did this all for you. But I- I've never been a-, a Kyrie Irving fan. I mean, even his tenure in Cleveland, I just don't like his attitude. And you see it and what happened in Boston, you know, he left and they actually got better. Um, the Nets actually do look better without him. It's, it's not, you think, not hard you, to say. You, you think so? I think so. I think Karis LeVert is more valuable to that team than he is. Karis I mean, a hell of a player. yeah, everyone, you know, loves Kyrie's razzle dazzle, his, his dribbling abilities and but he's he's always injured. That's why I never pick him on my fantasy team. I make it a point. I make it a point not to pick him because he screwed me over right. a couple of years. So I, I stay far away from him when it comes to fantasy. But even as like a teammate, like I was I'm not a Celtics fan, but I was thrilled when Kemba went to Boston because I knew he would thrive there. You know, it sucks he's injured now, but you know, he'll come back strong. But as you see, you just replace one point guard with the other and Kemba looks like the better point guard. I mean, Kyrie's not even mentioned with like the elite in the NBA. You know, you'll say like at least six different names before you get to Kyrie. You might even start saying Jokic's name more than Kyrie now when it comes to like the elite in basketball. I mean, different positions, but still, he, man, I just, I was so bewildered by that. I was just like, how do you just not play? Like when I saw that, I had to like kind of look at the sources and stuff. I'm like, he really just didn't play, just didn't show up. Like, just because he didn't want to (laughs) like who does that man I I don't know man and also of course when he said um you know that we're all coaches and Steve Nash is is not the coach like what (laughs) why why would you say that you're undermining the man who just got the job like what kind of chemistry and cohesion are you creating by by having that point and saying it publicly like dude like do you want to be a coach or do you want to be uh 
a player? Like, which one? And you can't do both. We don't have that nowadays. But I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not a huge Kyrie fan, and and this just makes me not like him even more. Yeah, man. I am. Uh, I am highly, highly critical of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> like, you guys know that. You listen to my show, you listen to the live. Kyrie Irving, to me, has always been a guy that just thinks that he's the smartest guy in the room. He just thinks that he's smarter than everybody. So you can never get on his intellectual level to understand what he's trying to tell you or what he's doing. But in reality, what he is is that He's never grown up to be a leader. Great, great talent, great basketball player, but he's not a leader. He's not somebody that you can be able to turn a a franchise over to and trust that he will be able to handle that franchise. He's sort of in that, that category with James Harden. Phenomenal talent. James Harden is not a leader. And he showed... He showed that with this absence, you don't want to play and you don't reach out to management. Your coach can't find you. You text your teammates. So now your teammates have to play middleman for you and tell the coach and management, hey, Kyrie's not going to come. Kyrie's not going to play today. They're giving you max dollars for you to be their franchise player, one of their franchise players, and also a spokesperson for the Brooklyn Nets. How can they help you be a spokesperson and get your message out if you don't help them do that for you? You don't you don't think that if he would have told the Brooklyn Nets, "Hey, listen, I would really like to do something to send a message about what happened at the Capitol on Wednesday." I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets would have said, "Okay, Kyrie, Let's figure it out as a team, as an organization. Let's let's kind of put our heads together. You lead the way. You tell us what you want to do. I'm sure they would have did that for him. But because he thinks that he's the smartest guy in the room, you can't understand what I'm feeling. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't. Un- I can't be able to articulate to you what I need, so I just need a day. This is the NBA. It's, I, I, I've never seen anything like this. And, the and he didn't get, I'm, that, yeah. I'm sorry, he didn't get fined or anything or no, no kind of, no, yeah, they, they, they they're, not him, gonna, they're not going to penalize them. And that's the thing with Brooklyn is like, you're enabling the behavior. <sighs> yeah, I agree. Like, if there's one thing to say, okay, cool, you're taking the stand that you didn't want to show up today. As an organization, we have to now put our foot down and say, we understand that you had to take a stance, Kyrie. We're not mad at you, but we have to find you. Yeah, it's a no-call, no-show. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, listen, we, we get it. You, you didn't want to be here. That's cool. But we have to make sure that we send a message to all our other players here that you can't just take a sick day and not show up to work. Exactly. Without some type of ramification. Like, we are, we are your organization. If you don't – if there's a reason why you came here. You came here because you trusted our organization to do things the right way, to be able to put a good team around you to win, to be able to protect you from, you know, the media or whatever, to make sure that we're doing the right things for you as an individual. And you do this, they have a huge 
problem on their hands. If they think that Kyrie Irving is going to stop here with his antics, I feel bad for Brooklyn. But at the same time, do I really feel that bad for Brooklyn? Because they sold their souls to be here. They sold their souls to be able to compete for a championship. This is what you get when you have two superstars that have the thinnest skin I've ever seen for athletes. This is what you're going to get. So we'll see what happens, man. But they have big issues. They have a ton of talent. You see how deep that team is that they can beat the Philadelphia 76ers without KD and without Kyrie. They have talent. But are they going to be able to reach that potential as a team? I don't think so because Kyrie Irving is never available when you need him. So, Fair point. you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that, man. We'll see what happens with that. But oh, um, that man, Kyrie guys, IR. Yeah. You guys are Nick fans, right? No, I, I'm a, I'm a Laker fan. Oh, I, I, <laughs> but, you're a good man. You're, you're just like me. You're a Laker fan. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, we, we, I'm a Knicks fan. We no, can talk some Knicks e, basketball. E, the, the Knicks don't look too bad, man. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm seeing. For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they lost no. to OKC last night. That wasn't pleasant to watch for me last night. No, the the, the Knicks the Knicks are a confusing bunch. You blow out Milwaukee, but but you get blown out by the Thunder. That doesn't that doesn't make yeah. any sense. But uh, shout outs to Julius Randle, that boy hooping this season. Yeah, this yeah. season. Rob yeah, Rob Rob Palinka should have paid Julius Randle. He'd still be a Laker to this. Day. I don't know, man. I don't know. Julius Randle was so in. He was so inconsistent and erratic with the Lakers. Like sometimes players, sometimes players need to go elsewhere to be able to reach their full potential. And look, even last year, like Nick fan, like Ia tell you, Nick fans hated Julius Randle last season. Yeah, they wanted Julius Randle gone. But Cash Tom rated. Thibodeau has done a great job. That coaching staff has done a great job with him, that his patience is there. He's not erratic with the ball. He's finishing with his right hand. He's making good decisions with the basketball. So, you know, you're seeing a different player, which is why Knicks fans are not pulling their hair out right now. You know, they're like, yeah. all right, you know, Randall's balling. We're going to give him some time. But uh, if he does start to revert back to the old Julius Randall, we're going to want him out. <laughs> we're going to want him out of here real quick. So, um, you know, this game is getting interesting, fellas. 27-24, Bills are up with two minutes to go. Colts, Colts have the ball on the, uh, on the 35, on, on the 30. This is mm. the third and five. Uh, this game might go into overtime. Yeah? Because it's uh, about to be less than a minute left. Indy's got no timeouts. Got to catch the ball. Duck out of bounds. And hopefully uh, Rodrigo Blankenship can uh, – can his leg will be good enough? He did miss that field goal earlier, so. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, man. This is this is this is getting getting very very good. Now uh, I guess we'll um we'll end with you guys' thoughts on what happened on Wednesday. <sighs> it's uh, as far as what happened at the Capitol, it was a it was a sad day to be an American. Also, a uh, I know I know we're we're, ta- we're we're talking sports, but um, you know I, I just can't help but to think if 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 the if the skin colors were different that day, the uh, the outcome would be uh, much much uh, there would be there would have been a lot of bloodshed. I put it that way. Yeah, and it's 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 just sad to acknowledge that that you know the same people who say that people protest over over uh, 
social injustices or thugs and this, that, and the third, but those same people didn't, uh, they don't, um, they didn't speak out against, you know, their, their fellow uh, presidential supporters and doing what they did, which is sad. And America's got a lot of problems. I, I put it that way. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. What about you, E? Man, how do I explain this to my son when he grows up? Because, you know, like, even in cartoons, you know, you get shot for going around, you know, Capitol building or White House or anything like that. You know, like, that's the example that was always set that, you know, places like that are untouchable. And these guys just came in and just disrespected it. And I've never in my entire life thought I would see anything like that. I, man, I, I just was like, there's got to be a joke. There's got to be a movie being shot or something, but this was the real deal. And, you know, I, I do give it to Biden, man. He did, he did uh, touch on that narrative of, you know, if the colors were different, you know, might've been a different story, which is a huge, huge, sad thing. And, you know, we, we need change. We've been yearning for change for too long. And, you know, I, I pray and hope that, you know, Biden and Harris, they come in and, and make an impact. And, um, you know, personally, controversially like I didn't vote for Biden Harris or Trump I voted independently I voted for Jade Simmons just um somebody I could identify with um I feel that just in office we need somebody that um is a bit more modern somebody uh closer to um to 40 or 50 years old you know you got a lot of these old guys old folk who uh grew up in different days yeah and um you know there was um you know controversy around Biden's past controversy around Harris's past and of course you know we we all know the dog Trump is, yeah. but <laughs> I, I mean, I personally just, you know, want to spread awareness to, you know, um, voting independent, you know, if you choose to, I know everyone kind of, uh, the majority did want um, Trump out and um, they felt like Biden was um, the perfect replacement for him. But I feel like if we stand together and just get behind some candidates that, um, that look like us, that think like us, and that kind of um, came up kind of like how we did, you know, we would get that change in these next four years, you know, it's going to, we're going to need more uh, of more time for things like this to not happen and to change. And, you know, Trump's out of here at the end of the month. And, you know, I'm hopeful for Biden, you know, it was nothing personal why I didn't vote for him. I had my own kind of path. I was going on nothing like Kyrie Irving, <laughs> but just <laughs> kind of my own path and stuff, yeah. but I wasn't mad or upset when he won, you know, I was, I was, I was happy for him. And, this just needs to stop, man. And, you know, it, it's, it's a narrative, man, that that's been going on for too long, you know, with us minorities, you know, not getting tr- fair treatment, you know, from the police or, or, or the, or the ones up top. And like I said, I, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to my son years later. And I hope that this stops um, by the time he's, you know, of age, because, you know, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair to our kids. It's not fair to the next generation after that, you know, we've come a long way from segregation and, you know, I mean, racism is still alive, but it was more thick back then. But we still have a long way to go as a country. And, you know, we could start even amongst us three and trying to change that narrative and, you know, just promote equality, even on this show, on our show, the Rap Lab, and, you know, just stress how, how important it is, man. And it is a sports show and we do a hip hop show, but, you know, this is life. This is right. we wake up, you know, with our eyes open to is, is what st- stuff like happens on Wednesday, you know? Yeah, not nah, listen, I, I agree with you guys, man. Great points by you guys. You know, the, what I will say is this, is that, you know, I've heard a lot of stuff from Wednesday saying, you know, this is, this is not who we are. This is not, 
This is not who we strive to be. But in reality, this is who we are. This is America. You know, the, the Civil War happened here. The, the Tulsa race massacre happened here. The LA riots happened here. All of these things happened in America. And the only way we're going to be able to get better and strive as a country together is be real and actually admit that this is us. It's like when a, when a recovering drug addict is going through his, 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 his situation, they don't never say, oh, no, nah, I don't touch that stuff. I I, I've never done that. This is not who I am. They say, no, this is who I am. I am, it's not that I'm, a, I'm sober, I'm fixed. I am always be a recovering drug addict. And I struggle with that every day but I try to be a better person and, you know, resist that temptation of backsliding every day. That's how you get better is that you admit to your faults. You admit to your mistakes. You admit to your history. You come to grips with your history. This is who we are. And until we understand that we're never going to get any better. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I need to see change. Like, you know, the reason why me and Mike Guido is so important that I did a show with him is that I'm a black man. He's a white guy. I am, I come from a liberal background. He comes from a super, you know, a conservative background. We have different political views. We have different religious views. We have different views on a lot of things, but we're still able to have conversations with each other without fighting without getting upset like if that's your take that's your take but we can be able to agree to disagree this is what we don't have anymore it's like if you don't agree with me you're 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 a bad person you're an evil person you're an idiot like no we need to hear each other we need to be able to have a conversation and then say hey listen this is my side of it this is my take if we don't agree then that's cool but there doesn't need to be this assault on the truth assault on on democracy man like i i never thought that i would i would live to see what i saw but at the same time this is america right so you gotta be you gotta be honest with yourselves and hopefully you know we get to that point where everybody can really be honest about where this country is what this country was and who we can be and that's how that's how we'll see real change man Agreed. Oh, I agree. I agree. Well said. So, you know, I, I, I love this interview. This was great. Um, you know, tell everybody where they can find you guys and what's going on in the future for you guys. Um, so we're, we're on a, every major um, podcast platform. Uh, we're on a Apple podcast. We're on Spotify. Um, we're just everywhere. Google podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora. And um, we we've got a we got a good uh, heavy dose of content coming up. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about um, uh, rap groups and and why certain members had success and certain members had failures. We got an episode on Eminem coming up, and we got one on MF Doom in the works. So nice, uh, nice. yeah. We got we got a uh, we got a uh, we got a lot coming. Rest in peace to MF Doom, man. Legend. Yes, Rest sir. Peace. Yeah, and, yeah. and that man and that man always had on a U in Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Listen, man, like I said, this was great, man. I, I, I love you guys. I love the show. You know, you, you guys are my, 
you guys are my homies, man. So, you know, we'll, we'll have, we'll have you, you on, you know, more times throughout the season, throughout the NBA season, you know, baseball is coming up. I know all three of us are Mets fans, right? <laughs> so. Absolutely. So you, so you know how that goes, man. We, we, we look like we're actually going to be a competent team this year, you know, save, save Steve Cohen at all, at all costs, man. Protect that man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he, he, he's Steve Cohen made a uh, one good move already. And, uh, I'm uh, I'm dying to see what else uh what what else he comes up with in the front yeah, office. I'm I'm hearing some I'm hearing some Chris Bryant talks. So mm. if we can be able to get that. That'd be nice too. Mm. That'd be great. Our our infield might uh our infield might be solid. Uh, if only he could get Cano off the books. Right. Yeah, that's not gonna right, right. nobody's gonna take that. <laughs> nobody's gonna take that. But at least at least we don't have to pay him this year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But, but, yeah, man. Like I said, man, yeah. this was great. So you know, thanks for coming on the show, and and, and we'll talk again. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Thank for you. Having us. Thank you for having us again. I want to thank Alfred and E for coming on the show. Kudos to them. Rap Lab Podcast is blowing up. They have great content. They have a lot of stuff going on. So please check that out on all streaming platforms. Those guys know about their music, and they also know about their sports. So it was a great conversation, man. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money, representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening, I'm tuned in, I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now, I'm tuned in. Fire fire all even we here let's go this is the god gents and gals just want to give a shout out to all even podcast the best sports podcast out there keep up the amazing work also check us out at cigargentsandgals.com where everyday apparel for cigar smokers let's get it what's going on what's up with you it's your boy the candy man the alfre to the d it's your boy alfred from the rap lab podcast and it's the one and only true g just call me the qg from the rap lab podcast and you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So let's just jump right into it. <laughs> May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Paul Pierce, former NBA player and now turned NBA analyst. Paul Pierce is my dummy. Because Paul Pierce said that Luka Doncic reminds him of himself. That, you know, they have very little athleticism and they know how to get to their spots. And he did say that Luka was a better passer than him. So he did give that that kudos to Luca. But here's my thing. Why does Paul Pierce always have to inject himself into these new players? Like, what's wrong with you? Why can't it just be enough just being an NBA analyst now? You got, hey, well, this kid reminds me of me. No, he doesn't. Luca's better than you. You are a great player, but at this stage of Luca's career, He's much more better than what you were. That's just facts. Luka is going to be a better player than Paul Pierce. Does that mean that Paul Pierce 
wasn't a good player in the history of the NBA. No, he was good. But he has to just be comfortable, be happy being an NBA analyst. Don't, hey, this, this new kid coming up, he looks like me. No, he doesn't. He doesn't run doofy. He doesn't have that doofy-looking jump shot. He doesn't make those annoying faces that you used to make on a basketball court. He's not crying for a wheelchair and then coming, running out of the tunnel. <laughs> like He doesn't do these things. So please stop thinking that you are an inspiration to these young players that are playing in the NBA now. You're not. That's Kobe Bryant. That's LeBron James. You, eh, not so much. <laughs> Guys know you as an analyst now. Well, that's Paul Pierce. He, he, he's on uh, The Jump. That, that's what show he's on. That, that's, that's where you know him from. With all the crazy takes. <laughs> because that's the only way people are going to listen to Paul Pierce speak about basketball. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what Paul Pierce has to say. And even worse now. <laughs> Just stop. You're not Luca. Luca's not you. Luca will be better than you. And that's just the facts. I feel bad for Paul Pierce because I think sometimes he feels a little left out of history. He feels a little left out because all these other great players get acknowledged. But him, <laughs> he has to constantly force his way into the conversation. Just, just stop. It's, it's getting sad now. You're like that old guy at the park that keeps reminding the young kids, yo, you know, back in my day, I was I was nice. I used to be all, all city. And all the players want to do is just play a game. They, they got next. They, they got to hear you speak the whole time that they're on the sidelines waiting to play. <laughs> just stop. So, Paul Pierce, you may feel like the forgotten child today, but just know that I see you. I see you. And you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. i see you guys next week. But I want to end the show with a tribute to one of the greatest managers in baseball history, Tom Lasorda. He was a great man, died at age 93, lived a great life. So I want to leave the last words to him. So until next week, stay safe, stay cool, peace. That's every year you try to do the best you can and uh, you try to do everything within your power to give the club a championship club. Now, I don't have that power anymore. I'm not the manager, I'm not the general manager, but I'm a part of this organization for 64 years. And I will continue doing it until the day the big dodger in the sky calls me. He's gonna call me one day. And I'm going to go up and see all the ex-Dodgers up there. So I'm going to, I, I got about 14, 15 more years to, to, to be a part of the Dodger organization. Who's the uh, first Dodger you want to see in Dodger heaven? Who's Jackie? the first uh, Dodger? Well, I'd say it'd be a lot of them. But uh, one guy I would love to see is Don Drysdale. I roomed with him in AAA. I worked with him. And uh, he went on to become one of the great pitchers of our game. If I could only see him again and tell him how much I enjoyed him, how much I appreciated what he's done for me after we come out here. When, I, when he played for me, you know, I, I was a pretty good known pitcher in, in Montreal. I've been there a long time. And I always took him with me, always introduced him to people, said, hey, this guy's going to be a star. Hey, this guy's going to be a star. And when I came out here and he was a star, he took care of me. 
He kept, whenever we went, he took care of me. He didn't forget Tommy. And I've listened because when he passed away, I took the responsibility of being helpful to his family. And I will do it till the day I die. You're in no hurry to see him. No, I'm not a hurry to see him. He could, uh, Big God in the sky can take me when I reach 100. Mark it down. If he wants to give me another a year or two, I'll take it. <laughs> you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcasts. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcasts. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.